Good morning, Big Ten fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Big Ten Morning Minutes. I'm your host, Michael Chen. Give me a follow on Twitter at MFC2123. It is Tuesday, November 19, 2019, and I know I said yesterday that I was not going to be able to bring you a Big Ten Morning Minutes. However, things changed in my schedule probably looking at a Friday afternoon minutes now as opposed to a morning minutes. I had to switch my work shifts because I would have had a quick turnaround from last night to this morning and my boss did me a solid yesterday and switched me around. So you got me today and yesterday, like every Monday, the Big Ten Conference announced their Players of the Week and they went co-offensive player of the week. They went with Shea Patterson. He uh, obviously big-time win, rivalry win against Michigan State, and he completed a lot of passes last week. The most yards that he's thrown as a Wolverine, the fifth most passing yards in a single game in school history. Patterson accounted for four touchdowns as well, and that's uh, you know it's his first offensive player of the week. He got the co with Jonathan Taylor, and this is not Jonathan Taylor's first offensive player of the week. Eighth. Eighth. Tied Drew Brees for the fourth fourth most ever for a Big Ten player. Obviously, the 200-plus yards and two touchdowns. He second all-time on the Big Ten in rushing yards behind the great Ron Dane, also of Wisconsin. Surprise, surprise, they've had a pretty good run of running backs in the last 25 years. And on top of that, Taylor was the fastest to the mark that he's at of all time. His current yardage total of 5,634 yards into a junior season. And he's still got two games, maybe three in the Big Ten, and then a fourth as a bowl game. Wisconsin's not out of the race in the Big Ten West. They still have a shot, especially with Minnesota losing last week. They have a shot. They will need to beat Minnesota, and then they would own the tiebreaker due to the fact that they beat Minnesota head-to-head, and both of them would have two losses. So that game is going to uh, be a de facto Big Ten West championship the final weekend of the season as long as uh, Minnesota takes care of business and so does Wisconsin this weekend. Defensively, I was right on the nose with this one, A.J. Pensa. And he was absolutely a terror against Minnesota for Iowa this weekend. Like I said, he had two and a half sacks. He forced a fumble. But it wasn't just the fact that he had two and a half sacks and forced a fumble. He was all over the place. He was making things really hard for Tanner Morgan. And not a surprise here that he was the Big Ten Defensive Player of the Week. Co-Special Teams Player of the Week first went to Chris Bergen. They blocked a field goal for Northwestern's first touchdown. And they sorely needed it. Uh, they He recovered a fumbled kickoff in the fourth quarter. 
Uh, impressive for special teams. That's doing some work. Usually a special teamer makes one play a game. Well, Bergen made two. Congratulations to Bergen. And also Aaron Krushank. Krushank scored an 89-yard kickoff return in the first quarter. His first of his career. First time the Badgers have returned one since 15. And, hey, that'll do it. Uh, anytime you return one, take it to the house. Not surprising, that'll do it. And the Big Ten Freshman of the Week goes to Evan Hull. No surprise there. Hull had over 200 yards at 220, 24 rushes, and four touchdowns against a severely lack of talented UMass. But it's nice to see someone on the Northwestern side took advantage of the opponent because Aiden Smith sure did not. He was absolutely terrible, like I noted yesterday. So the conference, uh, I think they, they were right on some of them. Uh, again, I, I don't think that I, – I, I question why Justin Fields isn't on there. Uh, when you're that efficient, you score four touchdowns. Yeah, I understand the opponent was Rutgers, but – He's got to be recognized at some point in time because what he's doing is definitely Heisman-worthy. And if he is not at New York in December, I'll be very, very, very surprised. So, as I said yesterday, you had game day and Fox Sports 1's big noon kickoff going to Columbus for the, the Ohio State-Penn State game this weekend. You can add the Big Ten tailgate to that list as well, as they will be there. So all three major pregame shows will be in Columbus. I can't remember a time where that's happened. Uh, I know that you know the Big Noon kickoff is fairly young for Fox, and Big Ten tailgate's been going on for a little while, but a game day has made numerous ventures out to Columbus for games, but Pretty interesting to see all three of them will be there. All right, let's get into a couple of Big Ten players who have been nationally recognized as some of the best in their position. We'll start off with Purdue's tight end Bryson Hopkins. He's the only member from the conference to make the Mackey final award list. I thought that there's an outside chance for Pat Freermuth to make it as well. He's been fantastic, but unfortunately he did not. And Rutgers Adam Korzak. He is the only member inside the conference for the Ray Guy semifinal list. All right, let's get into some of the updated power rankings and bowl projections as well. We'll start off with 24-7 Sports' Brad Crawford. He had Minnesota versus Utah in the Rose Bowl. He's got Ohio State versus Clemson in the 2-3 matchup in the playoffs. He also has LSU and Oregon in the 1-4. As I said yesterday, that, exact, that is exactly how I see the top four at the current moment. I haven't quite dug deep enough to get my two teams that are outside on the cusp. I'm looking at it. If I was to, you know, you have a gun to my head and you say, all right, Mike, it's time. You got to make a decision. Who are you going to take? Well, that's a tough one for me because there are a lot of teams with one loss that are like right on the cusp uh, I'm not a big fan of Georgia I think they have the worst loss of you know the 
better teams. Uh, I would probably say Utah is probably my fifth just because they sport a defense in a conference that doesn't play defense. I want to rank Alabama six just on talent, but with Tua Tagovailoa's injury, and although Mac Jones is solid, uh, he's not the game breaker that Tagovailoa is. So I'm not sure I could put them there. I, I probably have to go Oklahoma, uh, potentially Penn State. So that's going to be a tough choice for me. I'll figure it out later this afternoon and then post it on Twitter at MFC2123. So go ahead and check that out later. Uh, I've been pretty good with the first couple, uh, almost right on it. And uh, let's see if that continues. All right, ESPN updated their power rankings as well. And they've got Ohio State at number two. And what's interesting about this is that they've got Clemson at number one. Very interesting, I thought, because I think of the undefeated teams, LSU, Ohio State, and Clemson, I think Clemson has been the most inconsistent of the three teams, the remaining undefeateds. So I personally would have put them at three and had LSU at one. So I'm going to switch Clemson and LSU. I, I think that the Buckeyes are sitting pretty firm with the two spot there. They had Penn State at 9, Minnesota at 12, Wisconsin at 13, Michigan 14, Iowa 17. All right, Jerry Palm updated his bowl projections for CBS Sports. He's got Ohio State and Clemson. Also, just like Brad Crawford in the 2-3, he has Oklahoma, however, as opposed to Oregon in the 1-4 game against LSU. Also put Wisconsin in the Rose Bowl as well. So uh, a little bit different there. It looks like you know, Palm's got Wisconsin winning the West, whereas Brad Crawford has Minnesota winning the West. So that game, like I said, is, is a big one next weekend to finalize the season. So a lot is on the line this weekend and next weekend. They also, CBS updated their top 130. They've got the Buckeyes at number one, which is a little surprising for this guy. But, hey, uh, when you look at what the Buckeyes have done and their body of work, it's been very, very impressive. They've got Penn State at nine, Minnesota at 11, Wisconsin's 13, Michigan's 14, Iowa's 19, and a surprise here, Indiana, 24. Although they lost to a good Penn State team and it was a close game because Indiana had an opportunity late they're still in that and I like that because I think Indiana is severely underrated they are 7-4 and four right now I believe yeah 7-4 and four. and uh, you know I, I, I don't think that you know Indiana is that bad I think that a lot of people uh, not myself included, because obviously I've been watching them very closely. Uh, I think that a lot of people have really realized that Indiana's not that pushover that they used to be. They're a team that really has a, a good, solid grasp. On, I'm sorry, 7-3. and three. Uh, They have a good grasp on what's going on, and I think Tom Allen's got that program right direction. Uh, they also redid their power rankings as well. Uh, they've got the Buckeyes at 2, Minnesota at 5. A little interesting there because Penn State is seven. Uh, and in their head-to-head -head matchup, obviously, 
Penn State won, but you would have thought that Minnesota would have dropped due to their loss. But they didn't have them in their top four last week, so a little interesting on that one. Uh, you got Wisconsin at 13, Michigan at 16, and then Iowa at 22. A couple of Big Ten basketball games happened yesterday. Uh, the Buckeyes took on Stetson, and this one was seemingly over before it started. The Buckeyes got off to a red-hot start. At one point in time, they were up about 40 points over Stetson. At halftime, they had a 30-point lead, 42-14. to 14. I'm sorry, 28, uh, 38 points. Pretty close. Uh, impressive win for the Buckeyes. They took it 86-51. to 51. Michigan State also got back on the court. And if you didn't get a chance to see it, uh, Cassius Winston, he addressed the fans with a heavy heart. Obviously, his brother passing away. It's been a rough go for Winston recently. But that didn't stop the Spartans from going out and running all over Charleston Southern. Uh, they put up impressive numbers in the first and the second half, 40 points in the first and even more at 54 in the second, totaling up 94. And Winston, you know, it's hard to tell whether he's been bothered by the news of his brother passing because He's still played very well so far this year. Uh, put up 11 and 8 assists. Did have four turnovers, so that's one thing that you could say, oh, Cassius, you, you got to work on. But aside from that, you know, what the young man's going through, you, you have to give your hats off to him because it's a rough time in his life right now. His younger brother has just passed away, and he's still working and doing things on the basketball court. And the Fighting Illini, although they struggled early on in the first half, they pulled away in the second half. Kofi Coburn, he is such an impressive player. For the freshman, another double-double, 15 and 14. I believe he's got, of the four games that the Illini have played, he's got three double-doubles in them. His issue is, to me, is uh, he's, he's going to get into a little foul trouble. He's a little bit... He's not as fleet-footed as you would expect. However, when you're, you know, seven, 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 one, two hundred ninety pounds, it's going to happen. And Coburn's working at it. He's really doing some good things on that end. But I'll tell you what, the the young man is a force, and I think that, you know, his style of play doesn't necessarily fit the NBA right now. He's a back-to-the-basket type of player. I doubt that he leaves early. I think that he'll probably stay another year, maybe even two years into his junior year, to work on that shot, to work on his <clears throat> his athleticism, to work on his conditioning. And, I mean, he's a jack 290. I mean, the young man is put together, but... I think he does need to lose weight to be a little bit more effective in the NBA, but hey, the the Illini will take it if he's going to work at it while he's in Champaign. So the Illini improved to 3 and 1, 66 to 53 over the Rainbow Warriors of Hawaii. And that's going to do it for me this morning on your Big 10 Morning Minutes. I appreciate the listen. Go ahead and give me a follow on Twitter at mfc2123.
go ahead and follow the website as well. That is at Two Cents Pods. Like us on Facebook. It's Two Cents Pods over there. Rate us, review us, and share us on all of your listening platforms. I appreciate the listen, and have a great Tuesday, Big Ten fans. Talk to you tomorrow morning with the updated college football playoff rankings.